Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for this journey. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. And so over the years, it's become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you here. Today, we are going to talk about how to use the Word of God to defeat the lies of Satan. All week last week, I had planned to do something entirely different. I had put some thoughts down on paper, and up until last night, I was going to go with that. Well, last night, I went to a concert with my husband. It was a Zach Williams concert, and he has an incredible story of redemption. He was a prodigal, and God has done incredible things, redeeming him from some very, very dark places. And he shared a story of the song, Fear is a Liar, and about how that song came to be written. Someone on his production team or songwriting team, I can't remember which, had seen that phrase spray-painted on a building, and they brought it to him and said, I feel like you should write a song with this title. And he went on to share how desperately he needed that song. He said, I was a new Christian artist, And every night when I would go out on stage to sing, I would just sing two songs on this particular tour, I would hear a voice that told me, you don't belong here. And wow, as soon as he said that, that just resonated with me because I have heard that phrase in my mind so many times. You don't deserve to be doing a podcast. You have a past. And on and on, the enemy drones. And he went on to say some other things that he would feel. But he went on to just to share how anytime we feel unworthy, we're not good enough, we might as well give up. It's coming from one place, and it's coming from the enemy. And as soon as he said that little phrase, you don't belong here, God just really got my attention and I instantly felt like I needed to do this week's episode about using the word of God to defeat the enemy, to defeat the lies of the enemy. And I instantly had a little journal entry that I wrote many years ago pop into my head called Your Story for His Glory. And so again today, we're going to talk about defeating Satan using the word of God. So, so, so many times, the voice of the enemy is so loud. There's a great weight of unworthiness that he places on us. He says, what do you have to offer? Who do you think you are? How could God ever use you? The truth is that those are lies. Those are accusations. And they have to be fought and they have to be defeated with the word of God. Satan is so adept at lying. The Bible says that he is the father of all lies. It says there is no truth in him. It's not even possible for him to tell the truth. But on the other hand, God is truth. 
There's a verse that says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Another thing we know about Satan is that he speaks. From his introduction in Genesis, we see that he's talking, right? He comes to Eve, and what does he do? He questions, has God surely said? He was talking in the beginning, and when we see him in the end, when we see him in Revelation, what is he doing? He's talking. It says that he is the accuser of the brethren who accused them before the throne of God day and night. Words and accusations are his M.O., and lies are his tried and true tactics. The scripture carries on and it says that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, by the things that came out of their mouth. And our words are half of the equation when it comes to defeating his lies and his accusations. So we have to find truth and we have to confess it. And this has to be truth from the word of God to overcome the lies of Satan. He uses fear. And fear is so prevalent in this day and age. There's a verse, Jesus is talking about the end times, and he says that in the end times, men's hearts will fail them for fear. And I really believe we're seeing that come to pass. People are so crippled by fear. But David said in Psalms chapter 56, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. When I am wrestling fear, I overcome that fear by choosing to trust God in the middle of it. Satan will lie to us through insecurities. He'll tell us we're not good enough. We're not pretty enough. We're not smart enough. We're not strong enough to fight this battle. And we just have to come back to the word of God. David wrote in Psalm 139, I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's a scripture we can fight the enemy with when he starts saying those sorts of things in our minds. He'll fight us with unworthiness. And that's a time where you could get out 1 Corinthians 6.11 and say, it says this, such were some of you. Yes, I was that in my past, but then it goes on. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. He might whisper voices of despair, of defeat, of hopelessness, things like, you might as well give up. But David wrote, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. And that is something that when the enemy tells you to give up, you just tell him, absolutely not. I refuse to die, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Satan lies through us temp- through temptation, telling us that something else would be better, that we need this or that to be happy, that we should give in to what makes us feel good right now. But when Satan came to Jesus in the wilderness and tempted him for 40 days in Luke chapter 4, we see that Jesus himself used the word of God to defeat Satan. He said, it is written, and it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there is no temptation taken you, but it's such as is common to man. But God, who is faithful, will not suffer you to be tempted above, all, above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Another way the enemy lies to us and speaks things into our minds is through condemnation. He uses guilt. He uses our failures from the past to beat us up, to push us down. One of the things I've learned, obviously we are to live above sin. We are to live without reproach. The Bible tells us to pursue holiness, to to be like Jesus. However, we do fall and fail from time to time. And in those moments, the enemy loves to beat us up and 
push us down through condemnation. And I've learned that God will convict and conviction from God will lift me above. It will lift me up and help me to say no to my flesh. Help me to refuse to wallow around in condemnation. But condemnation literally pushes you down. It's a depressing force. It makes you feel those feelings of I could never change. I'll never get past this. And so we have to recognize the difference between conviction and condemnation. But we win when we use the word of God to quote it back to Satan. First John 2, 1 John 2.1 says, My little children, these things I write unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. There's another verse that says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Our forgiveness is not predicated on our performance. God's forgiveness covers our sins and failures. Again, we do not want to take advantage of the grace of God. This is no license to live in unrepentant sin. But it's when I do fall and I do fail, God's goodness is enough. And I can use the word of God to defeat the enemy when he lies to me through condemnation. We must have the blood of Jesus applied to our lives through baptism And again, using scripture to defeat the enemy is not an excuse to live in continued sin. Satan is going to try to to defeat us through words over and over. We talked about this in a previous episode called the War of Words. We fight back with our words. We defeat him with the sword of the spirit, which as it says in Ephesians chapter 6, is the word of God. Lies from Satan are defeated through the truth of scripture. So we have to apply the truth of Scripture to what we are being told. We have to find a verse that we can pitch our tent on. God, just ask God. If you're fighting in a particular area, ask God for a verse that you can just stand on, that you can hold on to, that you can cling to. And I will say one other thing about fighting Satan through the Word of God. Oftentimes we just feel like we can't or we don't have the energy to win in a particular area, win a particular battle, or maybe to choose joy over just giving into our emotions and our grief and our depression. David repeatedly used two phrases in the Psalms, I will and I shall. And I would encourage you if you are struggling, feeling like you can't, or the enemy is telling you that you can't, get your Bible out and look up and write down every single time David wrote, I will or I shall. For example, he said, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. God made this day and it doesn't matter what my circumstances are like. I'm choosing to rejoice today. And so again, just a few thoughts on defeating the enemy with the word of God. I don't have permission to share the lyrics from Zach Williams' song, Uh, Fear is a Liar, so I will not do that, but that is a very good song. I would encourage you to look it up. Today, I am going to share an unedited journal entry called Your Story for His Glory. Again, just a reminder that the voice of the enemy is not the final voice in our lives. Your Story for His Glory. So often, we hide our pasts in shame. 
The dark depths we've been to are shrouded in secrecy. Shame silences as the accuser puts the past on repeat through the voices of condemnation, guilt, and regret. If onlys and what ifs resound through the corridors of our minds at blaring decibels. The lies and accusations, true or not, that he pronounces over us strike a chord that reverberates through the core of our soul, a chord made up of distinct notes, unworthy, unforgivable, unrighteous, and unlovable. He has precision expertise at striking that chord. He was, after all, a musician before his fall, and he has had millennia to perfect that singular chord he's so good at playing. That chord resonates so deeply because we know it's true, and that is precisely the point. This is precisely why your story is for his glory. Your story proves that it's not about you, My story proves that it's not about me. Even the very best and most pure lives that have graced the face of this planet throughout human history have been unworthy, unforgivable, unrighteous, and unlovable. He gets the glory when we realize it is only his love granted to our unworthiness and unrighteousness that makes us anything. He loved us while we were yet sinners. His love, His grace, His forgiveness is not daunted by who we are, where we've been, what we've done. They reach to us where we are. His love reaches to the depths and changes us. What we are becomes what we were. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord, so live as people of the light. Ephesians 5.8 I do not believe in always and gratuitously sharing your story, but there is power in your testimony. So much so that it is one of the two things that brings the devil defeat in Revelation 12:11, And they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and their testimony. Your testimony is your story. It is what you are not and what he is. It is the lovely, loving the unlovable, It is unfathomable grace and deity reaching to the dregs of humanity. It is the truth of 1 Corinthians 6.11, And such were some of you, but you are washed, you are justified, you are sanctified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Wow, now that will stop the cord of the accuser dead in its tracks. And when you hear that cord being struck, remember this. Zephaniah 3.17 says, For the Lord your God is living among you. He is mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Let the song of the Savior silence the cord of the enemy and the accuser. Your story is for his glory. Your bad is the showcase for his good, and he is good. Let the voice of your testimony quiet and still the silence of shame. You will find its power over you will begin to break as you tell your story. Maybe you just tell it to Jesus, or maybe he will prompt you to share it with an individual. Maybe your story is just what they need to find hope for theirs. Maybe it will help lift the shame and isolation they've been wrestling with. Ultimately, if God's been at work in your story, it's been for his glory. Bring it out of the dark and into the light. You're not that anymore. As you refuse to be silenced about the incredible mercy and amazing grace of a great God, 
you will find that sickeningly sweet and strangely dissonant chord of the accuser fade into the background, drowned by the song of the Savior, made worthy, forgiven, made righteous, and completely, totally, and entirely lovable. He rejoices over you with joyful songs. So again today, just a little reminder that we are on a battlefield, that we're fighting the enemy who wants to defeat us through words, through all sorts of lies, through fear, through insecurities, through unworthiness, through defeat, despair, hopelessness, through temptation. And we can use the word of God, the Bible says, above all, taking the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, taking that weapon in our hands and defeating the enemy and his words. Shut the enemy down with the word of God. Ask God for his word, for a specific word that you can use to fight the enemy and his lies in your life. Thank you again so much for joining me today. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or handwritten manuscript of today's entry, you can visit MegUnedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I so look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy Friday.